0: you were born guilty born guilty that's a hard thing for us to accept because we live in a land where you are gu- you're innocent until proven guilty now I know a lot of us would then say I don't believe that brother cuz we have struggles amen trying to get this thank you so we are born guilty now Jeremiah sorry Jeremiah 222 says for though you wash yourself with lie and today we could even say like club soda and use much soap, yet your iniquity is marked before me. We try to clean ourselves. We were born guilty. We try to defend ourselves. We try to work out our issue, work out our problem. We have tried since the Garden of Eden tried to work out our issue, and yet we can't because we are wrapped in this darkness of sin. We are wrapped in this sin, and so. We can see it today in that world, can't we? We see that we have people who are rebelling against God's word. We're trying to make right, wrong, and wrong, right. We have totally flipped over and over again. And some of us act like this is some brand new stuff. The truth is many things that we are arguing and debating about today is things that we have been talking about since the very beginning. Even Cain tried to act like murder was all right. It was not really my fault, guy, you put me in that position. Adam and Eve did the same thing. And we keep going throughout the Bible, we keep going throughout the centuries, we will find over and over again, we try to once again make right, wrong, and wrong, right. And so we have crime, we have violence. It it seems like every day on the news, someone's getting shot. No matter how old, no matter what position, someone is getting uh, uh, shot stolen from, on and on. The news is not something that you turn into to find good things it's to laugh about. It's in, the news is just the bad report. What's going on bad in the world? And so then we understand that we were born into sin, but we are also sick with sin. See, it's one thing to be born a certain way, but when you are sick, it makes you weak. It it, it takes over your whole body. It it, it comes to destroy you, and so we have to understand that Satan. uh, And let me go back for a second. When we have this feel, this is how we view ourselves. You know, on the Charlie Brown, there was a guy named Pig Pen, and Pig Pen everywhere he went, he be you know dirt be round him, and that was Pig Pen. That was cute, and we act like God sent is cute many of us act like our sin is just a stain there's a little spot i got i i just got a little spot this a little spot but the truth is we are more like this we have this filth covering us this filth of sin covering us from head to toe and even though this man he thinks he's still cute i don't know about you but when he get home first of all what he didn't spray himself there right Don't come home with all that. How can you get in the car even? The sin that he has is going to mark every place that he is going to be. If he tries to get in the car, his car is not muddy. If he tries to get in the house and try to bathe, every step that he took to get to that bathtub is marked. Understand, our sin has an effect upon not just ourselves, but everyone else. And just like this man, this is us. We are covered in this fields. Covered in this field. And so, we know, we have to also understand, we have Satan. Satan is standing uh, right next to us, accusing us. God, you see, Shannon ain't by nothing. You see what she did last night. You see what, she, what she's thinking right now. And, and, and he's accusing us and accusing us. And the truth is, we were born guilty. He's just confirming the guilt that we have. He's just confirming the sin that we struggle with. He's just confirming all the things. But we have to understand that Satan is coming around like a what? Lion. He's coming to kill, steal, and destroy. He is not trying to leave us with anything. He's trying to, if anything, cause a great divide between God and us. He did it in the Garden of Eden. He did it with Cain and Abel. He did it with, with Abraham. He did it with David. He did it with the grace of the grace and the loaves of the loaves. He's doing it with us. He wants to create a divide between God and us. He wants you to doubt the goodness of God's got for you. He wants you to doubt the security that God has for you. He wants you to doubt that God will never forsake you nor leave you. He wants you to doubt all those things. And then he wants you to think that you are just like God. You can control the sin that you have. You can get rid of the mess that you're in. You can, you can handle it yourself. And while Satan back there, remember, he's the father of lies. He's just sitting back there, I told that lie, and they believe in it. They are believing it over and over again. And so, same very name means adversary. He is the adversary with us. He is, he is seeking to bring confusion and chaos in our lives. We can see that many times in our families. Isaiah 64, 6 says, For all of us who... For all of us have become like one who is unclean. And all our unrighteous, all our righteous deeds are like filthy garments. And all of us are withering like a leaf. And our iniquities like the wind take us away. We've all sinned. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all have gotten in this mess. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves. The truth is not with us. If we say that we have not sinned, we make God a liar. We're in a hot mess. We're in a mess. And and Rise, the whole series, is about our life. And our life and the need that we have for Christ. And so we have to understand we're in a mess. We were born guilty. But then God is still yet calling us. Now understand, many of us, when you pronounce guilty, what happens a lot of the time with your family? They're not showing up to the jail cell. They're not showing up to see you later on. They're like, man, he almost gone. You were born guilty on arrival, but God says, I want to wash you in grace. Psalm 51 says, Wash away my iniquities and cleanse me from my sin. Ephesians two, five, Ephesians 2 and 5 says, Even when we were dead in our transgressions, Made, alive, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. God is calling. But this is the thing. Many times we believe that we have to get ourselves right before we can go to God. And God is saying no, I meet you where you are. Because in your your mind, you still believe in the lie the devil told you. The lie the devil told you, you got to get some things right before you go to church. you got to get things right before you get to God. you got to get some things right before you accept Jesus Christ. And God is saying, no, I meet you where you are. Because you have to understand, it's not by your power that you're saved. It's by my grace that you've been pulled out of hell's pit. And that's what God is doing. God is saying, I want you to be saved. While Satan is still accusing us, he wants us to go to hell. He wants us to get what we deserve. And that's hell's fiery furnace. But God is saying, you know what? I still love them. While Satan is trying to stop the love that God is giving us, he wants to stop the blessing that we have, he wants to stop the accepting that God has for us, the devil keeps continuing to say how sinful you are, how filthy you are, how unholy and how ungrateful you are. But God's response to Satan is this, I want to remove the filthy garments that's on you. I want to move those black shirts off of you. I want to make you white as snow. I want to remove the sin that's on you. I want to remove the unholiness that's upon you. The thing that you had when you were being knit in your mother's womb. The very fabric of your life. You were being threaded with the thread of sin. But God says, I want to take every thread of your being and I want to transform that. I want to wash you in grace. So how do we remove the filthy garment? How do we remove the black shirt? How do we remove it? The truth is we cannot. We cannot. We cannot remove it. That's why we need Jesus. You see, many of us like Clorox. We want to bleach it away, right? Now, the one reason why I ain't bring bleach in here, because bleach is a rough cleanser, isn't it not? When you open a thing of bleach and let somebody have just bleach their clothes, you're like, oh, you might want to let that dry a little bit. Put some fabric softener on that. Why? Because bleach has an odor. It, it's a great cleanser. It's going to make it white as snow. If you put too much bleach, what's it going to do to your white clothes? It's going to make it a little yellow. Am I right? This is, if you put too much bleach, and you put too much bleach, it can what? Destroy the fabric, right? And, so, and then bleach has that, that odor that comes with it. When we keep trying to do things ourselves, we're trying to bleach away the problems. And God said no. We got to get from the bleach and we got to understand God is ready to give us grace. You start trying to bleach your problems away because what happened with bleach? Bleach is really that, that tough destruction. If you, How many of y'all bathed in bleach? That sounds that sound crazy, am I right? But meantime, when we want to try to cleanse ourselves, we're trying to bleach it away. We're trying to correct it ourselves. And God is saying, no, I have something that, that the thirsty want, that the hungry want. I have grace to give you, and I have grace to give you in abundance. What I want to give you is not something that will harm you, not something that could destroy you, but something that can make you whole, something that can free you, something that can make you better than better. I want to give you yes your best life but you must bathe in my grace and so then he says to bathe in my grace i had to get my son and put him on the cross and his blood had to shed now i don't know about you but when you're doing color schemes mother velma when you have the color wheel and you put black and red together does that make white But this is what God does. See, this is what I love about God. God does some impossible things and make it possible. He said that the black that you have right there, on top of the black, I'm going to put my red on it, my son's blood. And with my son's blood, I'm going to make it white, make you white as snow. So the blackness of your sin plus the blood of my son is going to equal white of freedom. It doesn't make sense. But that's what God does. He makes the impossible, the unreasonable, reasonable. He makes it white as snow. And so he says, when we get to Psalm 51, David had an issue. He had just messed up. He he had slept with Bathsheba. Bathsheba became pregnant. He killed one of his good friends who was Bathsheba's husband. He had tried to cover all his sins. And then in the end... Nathan came to him and said, brother, you messed up. And so Psalm 51, he tells God, I have messed up before you. I have sinned before you. And he says in Psalm 51 too, wash away all my iniquities. Cleanse me from my sin. He's begging God, God, I need you to wash me. Now, as you know, you don't want everybody washing your clothes, right? Because some folks put too much soap. Some people don't put any soap. Some people just do water. And just let it rinse. You need some people who can really wash. Amen? And so David went to God to get washed. We need to go to God and become washed. And he says in Psalms 51 verse 7, Purge me with hot and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. When we get to Romans uh, 8, it says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Who will bring a charge against God's elect? Who? God is who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ who died? Yes. Rather, who is raised? Who is at the right hand of God? Who is interceding for us? He is our advocate. While you have Satan trying to accuse us, saying how guilty we are, we have Jesus saying, I paid it all. I paid it all. I paid it all. Every time he's trying to kill you, he's saying, I paid it all. Every time he's saying how unholy he is, he's saying, My blood I shed. You, I was a Passover lamb. I was the one that freed them from the mess and the muck and mire that they were in. I was that one. I was the lamb, Lord. You sacrificed me so that they so that this person could be free. So all accusations that he puts against you, he said, I still advocate for you. And so you have here who shall separate us? from the love of Christ. No one because this very man, this very God put his own life on the line for us. So then we get to 1 John 1-9 through and we confess our sins. He is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins to cleanse us from our unrighteousness. You know how much God loves you? He says if you would just come to me and say Lord, please forgive me. He says, just and righteous to forgive you. How many of y'all can forgive certain folks just because they said, I'm sorry? I don't know about you. Just because you say you're sorry don't mean nothing. And in my line of work, man, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry, too, but I still got to prosecute you. you still going down. I, I can't hear sorrows because that's not part of my job. My job is not about mercy. It's about justice. But God said, and here, he is faithful and righteous. If we were to get the justice that we would deserve, who would we be? But God says, I have so much mercy. I have so much grace. That's why we have to be washed in the grace. So God has assured us that we, if we confess our sins, that we repent, now, confession and what he means here, not just say, I'm low, I'm sorry, I messed up. But then we need to repent. We need to turn away. And that turn away is not easy. But that's why you need Christ in your life. Because I don't care what and who you are, the addiction that you have, the habits that you have, the sin that's plaguing you in your life. You need Christ's help to overcome that. You cannot overcome that yourself. Because you know what's going to happen? You will make mistakes. You are going to fall. You are going to go right back into it. And even when you become a Christian, I don't want to uh, sugarcoat it. You're going to have still some struggles. You're still going to cuss out some folk time to time. You're still going to drink some time to time. Because you know what? You, we still are dealing and battling with our sin nature. You're still going to cheat on the test time to time. You're still not going to act right time to time. You're not always going to be obedient time to time. But this is what God is saying. He said, I sent my son to this world to what? He's going to take care of the spot and wrinkle in your life. That means he's going to take care of the external things and the internal things. He's going to be the stain remover that you need, but he's going to iron out the differences in your life too. This is what Jesus is doing. This is what Jesus is doing. So when you make that mistake, that's why he says this verse. If you come and confess it and repent, walk with me a little closer. Because God lets us go through some things so he can catch our attention. If everything was going good, how many of us would really go to church? I mean, let's really keep it real. If everything was going good, you won a lotto every day, how many of y'all going to tie that lotto check? How many of y'all gonna tie the uh, the check we just got from uh, the gut? Well, our real our money. Our money, our tax return money, that's our money they holding on to. How many of us gonna tie that? How many of us gonna tie the lotto? How many I mean keep it going? Because the good times rolling, mm, we roll with our God many times. But when time gets back, oh Lord, we wanna start hollering. Lord, I only got a dollar in the bank account. I need you, Jesus. I can't pay a bill. And Jesus said, well, I was hoping you would call me when you had $1,000 in the bank account. Yeah, I know, but you know thing I got busy at work. People called me. And God is saying, I want to watch you with this grace, but you have to understand where you are and where I'm trying to take you. When the good times are rolling, roll with me because I can make it better. Because if you just want to roll with me during the bad times when you don't have a job, when everyone has left you, understand, when everybody gets around you again, you're going to go through the same cycle. Are you ready to move forward? Are you ready to stop the cycle of your life and start moving forward in Christ? It's two different paths. Because we can keep on this cycle. And we have Christians on this cycle. I accept, I'm, I accept Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, I repented, and now I'm going back in my sin, I'm doing my mess. Now, Lord, I'm sorry. See, I already got that one part, I already accepted Christ, now I'm keeping that cycle up. And God is saying, stop the cycle, and let's start moving forward. You're going to have a bump in the road, but how are you going to make that decision? when When the bills come up and you don't have the money, what do you do? I don't need you to go out to everybody else and beg them, I need you to come to me and let me guide you. Now when you got money in a bank account, stay with me, because now I can show you how to invest your money, how to hold your money, how to save your money, how the money can even get better. But I, I want to grow you. Will there be some pruning on the way? Yes. Because like any tree, you let a tree grow wild, that tree will ultimately destroy you. Let a tree grow, a tree grow beside your house. The roots will get into your foundation. The tree will start growing into your house. Next thing, you don't have a house, you just got a tree. You have to prune your tree. And God wants to prune us. And so, I have a question. Are you a sinner? We were born sinners. Do you want forgiveness of your sins? See, I'm really talking to my anyone in here who is not accepted Jesus Christ your pro-Savior. I want you to ask yourself, where are you in Christ? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Do you admit that you're a sinner? Do you admit that you're out there struggling? Do you admit that you got the black shirt on and you are ready to take it off? Lord, I want to be forgiven today. Do you believe that Jesus Christ was born? That he died and he got up three days later. He died for your sins. He was a spotless Lamb. Now are you ready for Jesus to come into your heart? Are you ready? Now, last point. See, I go from being stained, being guilty, to being washed in grace, and now I'm reborn. Isaiah 1 through uh, chapter 1, verse 18 says, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. From scarlet red to white as snow. From black plus red. That's going to equal white. Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know how you're doing it. But God said, I want to take you out the, the, the junk house of your life. I want to make you where well, you are all broken and you are all depressed and you act like I can't do it anymore. I want to take you out the muck and mire of your pit of sin and I want to do something special. I want to now make your heart, white as snow. I want to renew you. I want to make you right. That's what God wants to do. And so he's saying, I'm ready to free you. I'm ready to break the chains. And maybe some of us who are already say, we're trying to put back on the black shirt for some reason. We, and understand, many of us make the black shirt sound like it's the club, it's drugs. It's the, no, the black shirt is you, when you drove over here and got so frustrated, you cussed out somebody. That's the black shirt. The black shirt is I'm watching some shows that I know don't benefit God. I'm listening to on the radio that don't benefit God in my relationship. That's the black shirt. The black shirt is after I leave here I wild out and eat everything I want to. That's the black shirt. The black shirt is me spending my money on everything and not putting God first. That's the black shirt. The black shirt is me having all kind of issues and problems with everybody and really I'm the problem. That's the black shirt. The black shirt is me doubting God and his faithfulness. That's the black shirt. The black shirt is all those things. So let us not make the black shirt, well, adultery. The black shirt is is, is all these other things. Uh, the black shirt is the minimal things to the great things. And in God's eyes it's all the same. The murderer is as bad as the thief. The, the thief is as bad as somebody who's fornicating. The fornicator is as bad as a liar. No difference. The problem is, meantime, when we get in our churches, we want to preach about the things that we know we don't do. Why well, I don't do that. That's wrong. But we don't want to preach about the things that we're struggling with. How many times you going to hear in the, in the pulpit, it's wrong to overeat when a preacher's big as the house? You ain't going to hear that, are you? No. How many times you're going to hear smoking is not a good thing. You got a temple. You're not going to hear that because it's acceptable. How many times you going to hear about it's not good to be a drunkard because we know some of us coming in and We got our struggles. But we get to the basic thing that we all struggle with the black shirt and sometimes we struggle and we want to put it back on. We're going to help help those who are just wearing the black shirt coming in. Because you understand, you cannot take it off. Only Christ Jesus can. Only Christ can remove the stain of guilt. Only Christ Jesus can remove the stain of sin. Only Christ Jesus can remove the mess that's in your life. And I'm telling you this. You only, and let me back up. I love, yes, last Sunday, Sister Dan. Daniels told me, you got to have your mind made up. Powerful statement. Very few words. You have to have your mind made up. Have your mind made up to follow Christ. Will you struggle? Yes. Will you doubt? Yes, you're going to have some doubt. But have your mind made up. I know in the, in the end, God's got me. Jesus has got me. The Holy Spirit is with me. God would never leave me or forsake me. Have your mind made up. Amen? Amen? And so, we're going to open the doors of our church. If might want to come down, let me use this chair, Shannon. If anybody wants to come down, let me use this chair, Shannon. Let me, let me use this chair. This chair. What oh, no. Okay. I was saying the other chair. It's all right. If... If anybody wants to come down and save Jesus Christ, your pro-savior, let today, because you don't have tomorrow promise. You don't even have this next hour promise. Come down today. If anybody wants to come down and say, I want to join victory, come today. If anybody wants to say, Lord, I just need prayer. I'm in a mess and a muck and a mire, and I am saved, but I need to take off my black shirt that I keep trying to put back on. Come down today.